Who Wesley took after with his flashy, dark good looks and his musical leanings? His hair was so black you would think there was a touch of the tar brush in him. Though how could there be when there'd been Lancashire Battersby's for generations right back to Cromwell and Marston Moor? It was very hot in the small living room, with the flames from the fire leaping up the chimney back. Edgar watched a fleece of soot hang, quivering. He would have to go down the yard again to the lavatory for the third time. The salmon sandwiches, sherry trifle and rich fruitcake were playing his stomach up, and when he stood up and saw his face all lopsided in the scalloped mirror over the fireplace, he almost recoiled. Was he really as ruddy-complexioned as that? "'Best be quick, Mr. Battersby,' Amy's mother called out as he tried to leave the room unnoticed. "'Only five minutes to go before your Wesley goes outside to fetch the new year in.' Amy saw the way her husband's lip curled. She'd been trying to jolly him out of his black mood all evening, but he wasn't having any. He'd played the piano and sung One Alone, then for some reason started to play cross hands, thumping a foot down so hard on the loud pedal that a photograph of him dressed as the red shadow jumped at least six inches in the air. "'Come on, love,' she said, half pushing him down the lobby and through the front door. "'You'll have to go now if you want to be outside before midnight.' Back from his trip down the yard, Edgar advanced on the glasses of ginger wine set out ready on a tray. "'Are your glasses charged?' he boomed, being a big mason and knowing the right phraseology. From the wireless, Big Ben chimed the last seconds of the old year away. Amy started for the door to let Wesley in. "'It's not knocked yet!' her mother shouted after her. "'Wetley's knocked!' "'Come on, lad!' Edgar needed to sit down. He got shocking indigestion and a pain underneath his right ribs which had troubled him a lot lately. He considered the ginger wine in his glass to be a decidedly funny colour. Why, they all had to pretend to be teetotal, he'd never understood and never would. Wesley could sup a reservoir and still sing God Save the King backwards, and his mother was partial to a drop or two of sherry, a drop or three at times. Phyllis was smiling now. "'Wesley's playing one of his little jokes on us,' she was saying, neat as a doll in a box in her mauve-knitted two-piece. She put up a hand to her grey hair, fussing with her Marcel wave. He doesn't usually miss his cue. Come on, lad, Edgar said again. It's coming down like stair rods outside. What's he playing at? Amy put her glass down on the table and said she'd go and see. When she opened the door, Wesley wasn't there. The long street was deserted, its pavements black, wet and shiny from the falling rain. All the other husbands and fathers had gone inside to kiss their wives and mothers and sing Old Lang Syne. She could see one lot across the street through their front window, jumping about and acting daft, wearing paper hats and throwing coloured streamers about the room. She shivered, rubbed the tops of her arms, moved from the doorstep, and felt the rain on her head. The houses either side of her were in darkness, their occupants obviously gone to bed. Amy hesitated at the door on her left. Last year, Wesley had invited Dora Ellis to join their little party, but it hadn't been a good idea. How could it have worked when Dora cleaned part-time for Phyllis, doing her rough for sixpence an hour? 
the atmosphere had been filled with embarrassment, what with Dora trying to act posh, Phyllis ignoring her, and Edgar overdoing the matiness. Wesley had thought it a scream to see his mother struggling to treat her char as her social equal. This year, Dora had gone to bed alone. Amy looked up and saw a light was on in the front bedroom, so there would be no point in knocking to ask if Dora had seen Wesley. Wesley! Amy turned and walked back to the doorway. Wesley! Feeling foolish, she called his name again. The Battersby Rover Saloon car was parked at the curb. Amy walked over to it and peered inside. Wesley was a great one for practical jokes, as long as they weren't played on him, Amy muttered to herself, angry now. Wesley! Her voice was louder this time. Maybe he was hiding round the corner, listening to her calling his name and laughing. He'd been in a strange mood all evening. Wesley! Amy knew that he wouldn't be round the corner, hiding from her. That was a childish game.